Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm so excited, you guys. This week, we have an A-lister. We have Elizabeth Olsen on the show. We have an Olsen on this podcast. Can you believe? Talk about iconic. We have a queen, uh, an indie darling. We have an A-list. She's from The Avengers. She is from uh, Ingrid Goes West, which was one of my favorite movies last year. I also loved, I don't know if you guys saw Wind River, but it was with her and Jeremy Renner, and she was so good in it. I mean, she's a fantastic actress. She's stunningly beautiful, and I can't wait to talk to her about the Avengers about you guys I'm gonna bring up some Fuller House stuff because that's what I need (laughs) I've watched I've watched every episode of Fuller House and I love it I usually will save them to binge and I'll have a bunch of wine and then I'll just watch like you know 15 episodes of Fuller House in a row and I instantly feel better you know and I need I know ever I know Fuller House is a bad show like I get that but sometimes I need a bad show to help me survive right? Like to help me this past week, I've been having like a, a little bit of a bad episode. You know, I've been kind of bummed out and it's, it's not been a great week. I've been having some family issues. And when I go through stuff like that, I don't know about you guys, but I need sort of that comfort food, pop culture. So for me, that's stuff like Fuller House. And this past week specifically, I returned to the Real Housewives of New York, the early seasons. So that is a home base. That is my my church. I, you know, I go to mass and I put on an episode where Kelly Ben Simone is running through traffic and I instantly feel better. And this weekend, I've had it on constant. Now, I don't know if you guys follow the Everything Iconic Patreon. You know, some of you don't know what that is. You can go to patreon.com slash everything iconic and there's bonus episodes of Everything Iconic. So you can go on there and I'm doing recaps of season one. So I started watching season one for that, and I became obsessed with it. And this past week, when things were getting kind of dark for me, I decided to, you know, start watching some other episodes of Roni, some other old episodes. And I watched, you know, The Scary Island. That always puts me in a better mood. Then I watched the reunion of that season, and Kelly, you know, Kelly Ben Simone says that she had a breakthrough, not a breakdown. And so that's what I just keep telling myself about this you know, this rough time I'm going through, I'm just saying, you know what, you're having a breakthrough, not a breakdown, you know, and I'm getting that knitted on a pillow. (laughs) And Kelly Ben Simone, you guys, she was a delight. Talk about an icon. I mean, I miss her every day of my life. And I've been watching a lot of Kelly Ben Simone, you know, Twitter videos. And I encourage you all to do the same if you're going through a rough time, because she's walking into frame there's usually like a long pause and then she walks into frame and she goes, hi. <laughs> and just hearing her say hi brings a light to my eyes. And it gives me, you know, levels of serotonin that I've never known before. I mean, talk about endorphins. Any any of that old Roni, that season one is all about 
uh, Ramona and Jill's tennis match. And, you know, I want more of tennis in the current season. I want Tinsley playing. I want Sonia playing. I want Luann on the court. I mean, that whole first season, there's not a whole lot of dramatic tension. And, you know, when I first started, I thought, wow, this is going to be boring. But then it ended up being so much fun. Like, it's in a totally different world, but there's still these iconic characters that you know, we were introduced to for the very first time. I mean, Jill Zarin's very first scene is her opening up mail in the back of a town car, and she's just telling us about her mail. And it is more compelling than the last two seasons of The Real Houses of Beverly Hills. I mean, it is great TV. At one point, she talks about an invite she got from Ivanka Trump. And wow. Um, And I've also been, I watched the Morocco trip. That whole Morocco season was wild. Cindy Barship, you know, gone but not forgotten actually (laughs) i did forget her you know editor's note i forgot her but she's in that season and there's that whole pecking order thing where sonia's telling cindy there's a pecking order and that she needs to respect ramona and it is just gold oh speaking of roni i'm going to see countess and friends in la countess luann is doing her cabaret show countess and friends may 5th in la and i bought vip tickets as fast as i possibly could when she posted that link I hopped online and they were $100 each plus ticket and handling fees. And I know that it's not going to be worth that price, but I paid it regardless, you know, because I need to report the facts to you guys. I need to see it from my own eyes and I can't wait. So glad she's touring this show. I hope she starts, you know, doing a whole U.S. tour. I know she's coming to L.A. for a little bit, but I hope, you know, she travels to Ohio to do, you know, a stint at the Playhouse Theater there. Because that's what the you know Midwest needs, and that's what we all need is little Countess and friends. Um, let's see. I know everyone's reaching out about Martha. Everyone wants Martha updates. She hasn't had violent diarrhea in my bathroom lately, but she's coming to clean next week. So I will get a Martha update hopefully for next week's show. And you know I'm excited to chat with Martha. I'm a little bit scared. I'm a little bit excited. You know we all love a little Martha in our lives. So let's see, we have a lot of stuff I want to talk about after the Elizabeth Olsen interview. So please stick around. We're going to break down RuPaul's Drag Race. I have some little Housewives updates. We have a lot of stuff we need to chat about. So everyone stick around. But in the meantime, I hope you'll all enjoy my interview with Elizabeth Queen Elizabeth Olsen. Follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. Please rate and review this on iTunes and Stitcher if you like it. And uh, go to everythingiconic.com. There's links to that Patreon thing over there. We're doing lots of fun stuff. We're going to have a bonus episode on there this week. And then, like I said, I'm also doing the Roni Season 1 recap. So please go join the Patreon. And if you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, Danny? <laughs> if you're thinking that right now, just go to that website, patreon.com slash everythingiconic. And you'll see all the information on there. You know, a pecking order of information. So you'll get it all. <laughs> You'll get it all on there. Okay, so please enjoy me and Queen Elizabeth Olsen. (laughs) Guys, I'm here with Elizabeth Olsen from The Avengers, from one of my favorite movies of last year, Ingrid Goes West, from (laughs) Wind River. Oh my god, Elizabeth, I... I love you. I love you. <laughs> I'm a fan of yours. <laughs> oh my god, I die. I die. Now I have tons of this is a pop culture podcast. We talk a lot about Bravo and and what's going on in pop culture, but I do want to get some yeah. Avengers questions out of the way real quick. Okay. If that's cool. okay. Yes, it is. Okay, so there's a lot of ladies coming into the Avengers. We have uh, you know, Evangeline Lilly now. 
Mm -hmm. We have you, Scarlett Johansson. What famous ladies would you like to join the Avengers or the Marvel Universe at whole? Oh, well, I was going to say Michelle Pfeiffer, but we have her too. I cannot wait for Michelle Pfeiffer. Her performance as Catwoman is one of my favorite performances of all time. Of all time. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's how I feel. Um, Who else? I would like Bonnie Hunt. I would love Bonnie Hunt. Um, She needs her own TV show again. Please, don't even get me started. (laughs) Um, Well, if we're going that direction, then I'd be like, well, I think Rue would make a great Avenger. Uh, Um, I also feel like if I answer that question, I'll be like picking favorites. Because I'm also really happy that we have like Tessa Thompson. Yeah. And Kate Blanchett showed up at some point. Did you see... I just saw Black Panther the other day, finally. Did you see it? I still haven't seen it. Oh my god. Elizabeth, you have to see it. It's horrible. I know. I cried my eyes out, and I don't even know why I was crying. I was just, like, overcome with how much I loved it. I'm I'm the worst Marvel employee. I see them when they're, they're like, not in theaters, which is the only time you should see them. (laughs) (laughs) It's on a big screen with an audience. (laughs) You can catch you can catch Black Panther at any time. I promise you'll cry. Yeah, I find I think it's like now it just kind of needs to happen over Easter weekend because it's it's silly. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, and I'm excited to see Chadwick on SNL next weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. Next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Now, who? Speaking of Chadwick, who's the hottest guy in the Marvel universe? I'll tell you my list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really thought long and hard about this because I really thought Chris Hemsworth was at my top. But uh-huh. then I forgot about Mark Ruffalo. Right. So my boyfriend would say Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. And my mom would say Chris Hemsworth. Wow. So yeah. I think those are my two answers. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not picking. It's an embarrassment of riches. And when I was watching Black Panther, I'm, I was so turned on by Michael B. Jordan. And I got, I don't want to spoil it for you, but I got, I want him to be in more Marvel movies. Is he going to be? I mean, I don't think so. Spoiler okay. alert. I don't think okay. he, I don't think okay. he would, but I guess you never know if someone's... Well, I mean, he's a villain. Yeah. He was a good villain, too. Yeah, I need to see it. It's really embarrassing I haven't seen it. I mean, I saw Thor on a DVD at home. That's how long I waited. <laughs> so your character, Scarlet Witch, have you had any meetings about a solo Scarlet Witch movie? or How far along would we possibly be in that? Uh, we are at ground zero. Yeah. Yeah. Why, is, why don't we have that happening? I'm. It's definitely not something I'm pushing. And I don't know if that's something that they're going to push either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think. I think uh, Paul Bettany and I joke about having like a domestic television show on Netflix or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah, we thought it would be. And it would just be like House of M where yeah. um, Scarlet Witch goes um, bananas. That's what we joke about, but I don't think any of those things are happening. But I'm happy that they haven't, that I'm like still around and they still use me well, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get in and out. Now, yeah. the last Avenger question I have is that in the comic books, Magneto is Scarlet Witch's dad, and Disney bought Fox, I believe. So will we yes. get to see Magneto in these movies, or will it be referenced that you're a mutant? I don't think so because we've gone so far to create a non um, X Men universe backstory for my character, and like now it's the reason that I'm like connected to the Vision because 
he'd hit the stone in his head as the stone that gave me my powers. And so we've really just kind of leaned into the stones, I feel like. Um, So I don't think so. However, if there were like a Michael Fassbender being my daddy, like crossover, I would say yes, please. I would love to work with Fassbender. Yeah. Now, those are all my Avengers questions. So now I get to the important stuff, which is do you watch Bravo or The Housewives? I used to. I'm not... I, I keep my best friend Clay, who's a hairdresser, Clay Hawkins, he keeps me updated on all things pop culture because I'm I'm like a an eighty year old woman. <laughs> um, but I very much um, loved watching the OG Orange County. Yeah. Um, I was th- that was really important to me at mm-hmm. one point in my life. And I've been since then really connected to the Beverly Hills women emotionally, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen a recent season in a couple of years. Well, you know what? The recent seasons are not great. So don't even worry Good about it. Good to know. Good yeah, to know. Okay. But we... like I've seen like all the major fights, I'm pretty sure on Orange County and Beverly Hills. Yeah. New York, I kind of zoned out on. Atlanta, I zoned out on. Yeah. And are there more Jersey? I never cared about. You know, there's something. Dallas is really good. It's un, it's very underrated. I think. I think uh, uh-huh. last season of Dallas was fantastic. But New York's my favorite, and New York seems to have some crazy stuff coming up. So I would now. Did they show Jill Zarin's husband's funeral? Yeah. No, not yet. But it's in not the previews. Yet. Like Bethany confronts Jill at Bobby's funeral, and I That's... cannot wait disrespectful it's it's a little weird it's very weird it's very weird <laughs> like You're... was that a staged event or were they actually at someone's funeral <laughs> they were i mean all we we've only seen the preview and it shows them outside of the funeral but it's not I mean, appropriate either Time way is... they had to get approval and like they had to set up the cameras oh god it's so dark look elizabeth it is dark but i'm gonna watch the shit out of it (laughs) i'll probably watch that too it's gonna be good that they previews there's supposed to be a big cruise that they get shipwrecked or something sonia is in a diaper it's gonna be crazy oh interesting depends so Hmm. what do you watch do you watch any tv or are you more of you know just touch i've been watching tv i watched I rewatched Fleabag again because oh, I love so that good. show so much. And then I really loved watching The End of the Fucking World. Um, mm. I thought that was a really great show. And it's and it's like so such successful storytelling in like 22 minutes. And then yeah. I'm really into Atlanta. And I what else do I watch? I need to catch up on Atlanta. The, I loved the first the season, season. and I'm, I'm waiting for the new. I'm going to wait to binge it all. It's very trippy. Oh, and Queer Eye. That's the only reality show I'm interested in right now is Queer Eye. And it gives me so much joy. And I packed up my entire home watching Queer Eye. Yes. Did you cry? I cried on Queer Eye. I I almost cried last night. Um, But I also, it's one of those shows where like not many things can make me laugh out loud when I'm alone. And Mm -hmm. Queer Eye does that for me. Who is your favorite? Um... Well, it's been, it's been a journey Mm -hmm. because, um, what's his name? I feel like everyone has their own journey with who, what's his name from hair? Oh, Jonathan. Jonathan. I was going to call him Josh. I knew that wasn't right. Jonathan. Where at first I was like, hmm, he is very loud. Mm -hmm. He has a lot to say. 
And it's, I don't know if it's annoying me or not. And now it's like, Jonathan's the sweetest human being and so funny and cares so much about these people genuinely. And I'm like a hundred percent on his side. Yeah. I think a lot of people have Jonathan journeys to tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been trying to get him on the show, but it hasn't worked out. Oh, that would be really fun. I think Tan is also such a sweetheart. What do you think of Anthony's cooking? Where do you stand on that? I think he does what he needs to do for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, you know, I think I think that's his goal yeah. is to just like not make things too complicated. Yeah. But I watched the fireman episode yesterday and I was just thinking, this is so weird. Why why is he in a fireman's kitchen? <laughs> like, get out. Like you don't need to be there. They're not gonna use the stove and they're not gonna use the oven. Yeah, get out too. Get Anthony Anthony out of that kitchen. <laughs> yeah. No one needs you there. They have a microwave, they're fine. Yeah. When he made the hot dogs, I lost it because I just thought, wow, this is where we're at. He's making hot dogs for firemen. Yeah. I mean, that was like one of the most objectifying episodes. and It was very funny. Yeah. For like the gaze of a, of a queer man. I liked it a lot. <laughs> totally. Now, what do you, uh, what music do you listen to? Do you, are there any good pop? Do you like a pop diva or like what kind of music are you into? I, this is where I really struggle because I'm not very good at knowing what's up. Yeah. Um, but. Miley always makes me cry Mm -hmm. and I think she's brilliant and I'm very team Miley, um, post twerking. Mm -hmm. And even then I was still kind of team Miley. Um, and other than that, I'm like listening to Pandora stations at home that consist of like early jazz and, (laughs) (laughs) and like just trying to discover like, I just discovered like Elizabeth Cotton and like, I'm not very cool. You are an old lady and I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So I like also like (laughs) doo-wop like a white grandmother. (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing. amazing. (laughs) Now you said you don't really keep up on pop culture, but have you been following the who bit Beyonce story? No. Okay. So you didn't, what does that even mean? So you didn't bite Beyonce. I did not, I have never been close enough to Beyonce to fight her. <laughs> so there's a story, Tiffany Haddish came out with this story and said she was at a party in LA and there was an actress that, a, a high profile actress that bit Beyonce. And it's been confirmed that somebody did bite Beyonce. So now everyone's asking all the, you know, prominent actresses, like, Fine. did you bite Beyonce? Did so, January Jones bite Beyonce? Because for some reason I feel like she bit Beyonce uh, just out of nothing. <laughs> oh my god no but maybe we need to look into that <laughs> we need to look into that i think it was reported that maybe it was sanaa lathan who she was in love and basketball which is yeah. one of my favorite movies oh yeah great film yeah what what kind of rom do you like rom-coms what kind of movies do you like i like rom-coms and i'm also trying to like get caught up on like all the weird twisted movies that were like kind of independent from the 80s and 90s right now and so i just watched raising arizona sadly for the first time mm. i should watch it i should have seen it earlier my next on my list is jonathan Demi, demi's um something wild yeah i'm just trying to i'm just trying to catch up a bit <laughs> yeah it's hard there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot out there. speaking of independent films i don't normally like a movie like wind river which you were in last year yes and i thought you were so fucking good in it and that movie was so compelling what was it like making that movie? Did you like that? Did you like how it came out? Yeah, I did. I I mean, I I also was like really surprised by the response from 
the like general audience because it it was definitely a word of mouth movie like mm-hmm. people are i'll run into someone or someone will say something to me that i who i don't know and they'll just say oh my god that's so crazy my friend just told me to watch your movie yesterday and i watched it and it's so good and i watched it last night and that's the movie came out in august so it's pretty that's been really cool yeah and that doesn't really happen often with movies I imagine it's a little similar to Ingrid Goes West, too, because I hear everyone talking about that. I mean, especially in the gay community, I feel like everyone loved that movie. That makes me really happy. I love that movie, too. Yeah. Those experiences were polar opposites. Wind River mm-hmm. felt like making a very like a very difficult movie to make because you were in the snow, but it was like really satisfying. And Ingrid Goes West was like the most logistical uh, nightmare, and I'm amazed Aubrey plaza and matt spicer came out of it alive and with an independent spirit award <laughs> yeah it was so deserved because i loved it was that movie so hard to was, me. It, was it really just because of scheduling it was like but it was like because we had no money mm-hmm. and we like there's like a lot of things that just went wrong that we couldn't control like squatters on location and human feces having to be cleaned up and the Santa Clarita fire burned our set down. Oh my God. <laughs> it was just like a logistical <laughs> what a nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty funny though. Wow. It added to the texture of the movie, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. And you and Aubrey were both un- uh, uh, incredible in it. Thanks. I'm stuttering. Yeah, I'm, so I'm so nervous. I normally talk to like housewives and stuff. And I'm like, this is an A list actress. I can't believe Who's that. your favorite housewife you've talked to? Um, I, uh, Leanne Locken. Is she's um, from the lovely. She, she's from the Real Houses of Dallas, which like again, oh, never was, mind. I was thinking of the other Leanne. Which I don't know. Oh, yeah, oh, Luann. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Oh, I would love to talk to Luann, but I liked I liked a lot of them. Uh, I talked to Brandy Glanville, who's not on the show anymore, and she was delightful because she was just so she said Open. everything. Yeah, well, that's what she's known for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they've all been. I mean, they've all been nice, but I. Yeah, I had a run-in with one today in in person, and wow. it was a crazy experience because, so it was Teddy from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and Megan McCain was on my show, and she talked some shit about Teddy. Oh, no. And it was in the news and everything, and then- No. Yeah, it was like, report, not, I didn't say anything, but Megan- But by the way, congratulations, that's great publicity. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah it was exciting. <laughs> It was good for me. Yeah, but so I ran into Teddy in, I was out for a run today in Runyon Canyon, and I Mm -hmm. ran into Teddy, and she was on my show months ago, and she, I I didn't know what else to say. She was like, she was walking past me, like power walking, but she took out her headphones to say hello, and then I I just blurted out, I was like, I'm sorry about Megan McCain, and she just yells, I'm sure you are, and then just walked right past me. With like a, like a sassy smirk? A very sassy smirk, but. What does she wear to hike? Oh, she looked good, but she had a hat like low to her ground, but or oh, low to her head. And good, she good, had, good. she had said hi to me like as we <laughs> as we entered. It was like an awkward housewives run in, but I loved it. <laughs> okay, Elizabeth. Now I want to get to. I do a lot of like pop culture lightning round things, so okay. you know you could give me as much as you want with these answers, but okay. I'm gonna run through some quick stuff. Cool. So, what's your all time favorite movie? That's a hard question, like but a, a couple uh, of them. I would say Annie Hall, mm. just because that's like the only movie poster I own, and it was an important time in my life when I saw it. Have you worked with Diane Keaton at all? No, I just obsess over her from afar. I had to do like a, a breakdown scene, and it had to be kind of funny the other day, 
And I could, all I could think about was Diane Keaton. Oh, she's the best. She is the best. (laughs) She really is. So she's like my constant inspiration of trying to be sad and funny at the same time. Sure. Okay, so Brittany or Christina? Christina. Have you seen any episodes of Fuller House? No. Wasn't that weird when you were in, it was like reported, they were like, maybe Elizabeth Olsen will play. That was weird because I was, it was also like, Leave me out of this. This has nothing to do with me. Who are you people? It was so delusional and I loved it. I was And by the way And I... then I, I had to answer questions about it like immediately oh. after I was doing press and I was like, I don't know what anyone's talking about. Stop talking to me about this. <laughs> well let me tell you, I've seen every episode of Fuller House. I'm I going it's a hit. I'm going down with that ship. It's terrible, but I love it. Very and, successful. Yeah. And I also would argue that the girl who plays Kimmy Gibbler is a fantastic comedic talent. She's like, <laughs> she's doing a master class in sitcom acting on that show, but no one's noticing. <laughs> so, you know, that's all I'll say. Andrea Barber deserves an Emmy. Justice for Andrea Barber. Um, okay, so Jessica Simpson or Mandy Moore? Mandy. What's your favorite Jennifer Love Hewitt movie? Uh, Heartbreakers. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Favorite Mariah Carey song? Always be my baby. Mm, classic. Uh, 13 going on 30. Thoughts? I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Pratt or Chris Evans? Um, both. Who is, the best, who is the best actress working right now, like in your contemporaries? Um, there's a lot. Um, I would say Imogen Poots. I would say... Mm. Alicia, I would say Jennifer, I would say Mia, I would say, that's who I've got at the top of my, oh, I am that, Rooney. Mm. Yeah, there's so many good ones. Yeah. Uh, Favorite Disney animated movie? That's a tough one. Yeah. I don't know why the first thing that's coming in my head is a goofy movie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I don't even know if that's Disney. That, I just got... Elizabeth, I just got chills. That answer was so out of left field. Out of all the Disney movies, there's Aladdin, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and you chose a Goofy movie. That's the only thing that came into my head that stood out from the crowd. You know what? There's a song in that movie called Stand Out. Stand Out. A classic bop. That song is so good. Uh, Okay, what's your favorite Mary-Kate and Ashley movie? Sleepover is really great. Mm. Um sleepover party and then so is um the mystery 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 agencies or mm-hmm. however that goes and if for their detective ones i would say the haunted mansion because i'm in it oh my god that must have been so <laughs> exciting because i remember i think we're around the same age i remember being younger and I mean, those girls were insane. I remember seeing It Takes Two in theaters. And, like, our generation was so obsessed with them. Yeah. It must must have been weird to... I just... It was so normal. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. It was just normal. That's the weird thing. It it, was never weird. Does it annoy... And maybe not... Maybe annoy is the wrong word. But do do you get annoyed when people ask you about them? I think it's funny when, like... Like, especially having to answer... Uh, questions like via email or something yeah. when that's on the list because I'm just thinking you know I'm not going to answer that yeah. it, like I think they're all buzzwords so I think that's why people always have to ask them because yeah. then they know that they'll be picked up 
Um, but I mean, they're brilliant and I love them. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. like, if they were like, not, uh, if like I didn't feel that way, maybe it'd be annoying, but it's really not that annoying. Yeah. I do have, oh, I have one, one more question about them and I hope I, you can just totally not answer this and just ignore okay. me. But it was reported in a lot of news sources that they had cigar- Mary Kate had cigarettes at her wedding on the table. Uh huh. Is this? Yeah, I would never comment on okay. anything private. Perfect. Good. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Thank you. I felt like I had to ask it though. You know. No, that's okay. Yeah, I understand. Um, because I've, I I was obsessed with that story. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back to my lightning round. Favorite Meg Ryan movie. Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, that's a classic. Mine's You've Got Mail, but I love yeah. Sleepless. Yeah, sleepless, I think. Okay, and finally, uh, you have Kodachrome is coming on Netflix on April 20th, yes. and then you yes. have a Facebook show, or, uh, you know, it's yes. being produced through Facebook. Can you tell us about those? I'm filming the television show right now. The Facebook show I've been a part of as a producer and actor for three years, and so it's finally happening, and that feels really cool, and we have a great cast. Um, and it's a dramedy, right? It's a dramedy, yeah. Okay. Um, but I, there are like so many different ways to say dramedy these days. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be half hour, half hour. Okay. Yeah. And so we filmed the pilot. I'm on a hiatus today and tomorrow and Friday. And then, and then we go back to work and, um, we do 10 episodes and it's very different for me and very exciting. And will it be out this year? I think so. Yeah. I think it'll be end of summer, beginning of fall. I can't wait. And it will be like a weekly thing. I can't wait. And what's it yeah. about? It's about a young widow. Oh, that sounds right up, <laughs> that sounds right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> it's about a young widow. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait. And then Kodachrome is. Am I saying that right? Kodachrome. Yes, Kodachrome. And that's on Netflix soon, right? Yes, that's on Netflix. I think the week before Avengers comes out. I think like the twentieth or wow. something. Um, have and... you Have you seen the new Avengers yet? No, I need to because I have to do press for it yeah. like next weekend. So that would be nice to see it. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much. I Thanks love for everything. Thank you for having me, Danny. Thank you for having. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so Thanks nervous. For me. <laughs> um, I'm so excited that you did this for me, and it was so great. I love. I'm loving your campaign with H and M and Winona Ryder. That's iconic. <laughs> I, I literally like love watching you and you're stunningly beautiful but i'm i'm gonna stop myself oh, from... oh thanks so thank you Elizabeth. thank you i'm gonna wrap this up but uh, okay. i appreciate it and i can't wait to see all of these projects you have coming up thank you very much danny thank you have a good one okay. bye this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Everything Iconic. Ah, oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. Raise your hand if you like using essential oils. You can't tell, but I'm raising my hand right now. I love using essential oils for aromatherapy. I breathe them in when I get headaches. I put a couple drops in my bath or I breathe them in with steam when I'm sick. BulkApothecary.com has all the essential oils you need, and they're super high quality. They also sell bath bombs, soap-making supplies, candle-making goodies, and so much more. So check them out at www.BulkApothecary.com and use coupon code HOUSEWISE for $10 off orders of $30 or more. I mean, talk about iconic. Oh my god, you guys, wasn't Elizabeth Olsen great? Her giggle was just, you know, healing. I just thought she was so fantastic. And I really do love her and everything. She's like doing lots of weird indie stuff, but it's great. I mean, I love every single project she's been in lately. And also I will say that she was so easy to set up because I've interviewed a lot of these housewives and, or Bravo reality TV people. And some of them, not all, a lot of them are great, but some of them, you know, you're going, going through publicists, they make you wait hours. Elizabeth Olsen, honestly, like I reached out to her directly on Instagram because that's how I booked my guests. And immediately she's like, yeah, let's do, you know, Wednesday at noon. And she gave me a cell phone number and it was like, let's go. And I'm not kidding you. A lot of these other people, it's like, email my publicist. Then you email and then they want you to go around in circles to set up. You're going back and forth about days and times. And then they either cancel on you or they, you know, make you wait an hour and a half. Cough, Miss Juicy Cough. (laughs) I... You know, love and appreciate that Elizabeth Olsen, this huge A-list actress in the biggest movie of all time, The Avengers, was just like, call me at noon. Let's chat. I appreciate that. Not only that, but she's great. So what else do we have to talk about? I want to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, are you guys watching Drag Race? Because I love it. I think this cast this season is fantastic. I think they're all very compelling. The first episode, we lost Miss Vanjie. Miss Vanjie. Everyone's... 
I love Miss Vanji made an impact after just one episode. She's all over the place now. She's the internet has fallen in love with Miss Vanji and she was only on that premiere episode. So I'm so proud of her. I'm happy for Miss Vanji. Maybe we could get her on the show, Whitney. We need to get her on the show. Um, but the second episode this past week, it was great. We had that that RuPaul musical, that Rusical, which was great. We had Team Asia, and then we had Team Vixen. So this was the main challenge. The mini challenge was that weird Joanne country song thing. When Andy Cohen showed up in that weird country outfit. And you guys know I love Andy Cohen, but I didn't love that. <laughs> that was a little tough for me to watch. RuPaul looked at least four foot taller than Andy Cohen. And look, I love a, a short man. I love a tiny man. A, a tiny man next to RuPaul wearing a country western outfit is a lot for the eyes to handle. It's an assault on the eyes. And look, again, I love Andy, but we're going to just breeze past that mini challenge because it was tough. So the Rusical, we had Team Asia, which while they were getting ready, we got to hear Carbdashian's fat story, okay, which... This is something that I really like because we didn't get that in the hour-long episodes. Now that these episodes are 90 minutes, we're getting a little bit more of the personal stories, the little bit of the sob stories. So we got to hear Carbdashian's story about being overweight, and it was inspiring. And it kind of made us feel like she was going to be the one to go home. You know, I think it was a, a red herring. Is that the right? Is that red herring? Red flag, red herring. <laughs> Uh, so Carbdashian, that's what, you know, while they were getting ready, I thought, oh, Carbdashian's going home because we're getting her, her story. Uh, let me see. I, oh, I took some notes too during this part. I wrote, I don't like Dusty. I don't like Dusty. And that's, that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. Oh, we got Alyssa Edwards. Alyssa Edwards is my favorite of all time of all the drag queens. We got her doing the choreography. And I mean, Bob Fosse who? Because Alyssa Edwards came in there and she choreographed the shit out of these girls. And that's my Alyssa Edwards. <laughs> I, love, I love Alyssa Edwards so much. She's so joyous and happy and fun. And she whipped those girls into shape for that rusical. Um, during, during the rusical, I thought Aquaria did fantastic for Team Asia. She was my favorite on Team Asia. In terms of Team Vixen... Uh, you know, I thought they all, I thought all the girls did great. No one really stood out for me on Team Vixen, which was a little upsetting, you know, but that's, you know, this that's the show. <laughs> then we get to the runways. Let's get to the runways. So Monique Hart looked like Cookie Monster. I loved it. That Cookie Monster outfit was fantastic. I didn't know why they weren't saying she looked like Cookie Monster. The only thing I could think of was that Sesame Street threatened to sue RuPaul's Drag Race because why else wouldn't they reference it? I mean, she literally had googly eyes on her top of her head and a blue fucking outfit on. Somebody must have noticed that it was Cookie Monster, right? So what was it? Was it a legal issue with Sesame Street? You know, and I like the idea that Sesame Street is contacting RuPaul and being like, you know, no mention of our characters. <laughs> There's no crossover. Um, during the runway, I also wrote down Calorie Needs to Go, Calorie Kardashian, who, again, I thought was going home. Her runway was terrible. Uh, Eureka's Catsuit, I loved it. Now, I know Eureka ended up being in the in the bottom, too, but I thought Eureka's Catsuit, with the weird technology, like when she would touch her butt, it left the butt print. I want that catsuit. I loved it. It, it looked like... um. Do you guys know Rihanna's Fenty Beauty? So, wow, this is, I'm going to go deep here for a second. So Rihanna's Fenty Beauty, when it launched, she did this giveaway with these metallic bags that 
you know, had like a weird neon. It looked like exactly like Eureka's dress on the runway. And I tried so hard to get one of Rihanna's Fenty Beauty bag, like that that metallic bag. And it wasn't for sale. It was just like a, a free giveaway. And I tried to buy one on eBay, but it was like 200 bucks. You know, I'll only spend $200 on Countess Luann tickets, <laughs> not on a bag. But anyway, that's what Eureka's outfit looked like. And I liked it. Uh, Monet Exchange, her runway looked like NeNe Leakes. She looked exactly like NeNe Leakes, and I was here for it. So we get to the bottom two. It's Calorie Kardashian and Eureka. They're doing a lip sync to Best of My Love. And you guys, I thought this lip sync was so boring. I mean, for such a gay song, a gay iconic song, Best of My Love, it was just, it was rough. I don't know. I wanted more. I wanted Eureka to give us more. I like Eureka. I don't know. It made me mad that Miss Fangie was gone because I thought, how did Calorie Kardashian beat Miss Fangie? Uh, RuPaul said at the end of, end of the episode, she said, don't be sorry, be fierce. And I want that on a pillow alongside all of Kelly Ben Simone's quotes. But, you know, so that was the episode. There wasn't a whole lot of, you know, craziness going on, but I love these 90 minute episodes. I think they're able to explore things that we weren't getting in the hour long episodes. You know, when we watched All Stars last season, those episodes were 60 minutes and there wasn't a lot of uh, personal stuff happening. We weren't getting personal anecdotes about, you know, these women growing up. And I think that's what attaches us to these women. And I think it makes them so much more appealing and compelling. So I like the 90 minute episodes. I'm excited. And we get Untucked. Are you guys watching Untucked? Untucked is, of course, on right after Drag Race. It's a half an hour behind the scenes thing. There's a lot of great content on Untucked. So... If you're um, not watching that, you know, start. So that was Drag Race. I loved it. I'm I'm so glad we're all watching together. And next week, this week, actually, we have so many shows to watch. I don't know how we're going to cover it all on Everything Iconic because we have Ronies coming back. We have new Drag Race. We have Southern Charm is returning. We have Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of Atlanta. We have Real Housewives of Potomac, which we're not. I'm not watching. Whitney, her jaw just dropped. Whitney, my producer is here and her jaw just dropped. Whitney, are you watching Potomac? Whitney, can you hear me? What is that from? (laughs) Do you know what that's from? I don't. Papa, can you hear me? Barbara Streisand or something? Uh, I should know, but I don't. I think it's like Funny Girl or something. Papa, can you hear me? Maybe. Whitney, can you hear me? (laughs) You know, uh, I took a vocal lesson one time in college and they told me I was tone deaf. (laughs) They literally said, you're toned so up. Sad. Yeah, it was very sad. I went in thinking I was going to take a class and then audition for American Idol. And then... You did? I swear That's... to God, I did. Oh. I thought I was going to be on Idol. I was obsessed with Idol back in the day. Did you watch it? No. I, I, I think I watched a season here or there, but... What? Yeah. Whitney, it was so good I think I the watched day. the Kelly season, and that might have been it, actually. Well, you mean the Nikki McKibben season? Who? <laughs> <laughs> she I'm kidding. I love Kelly Clarkson, but Nikki McKibben was also a star. Oh. She was the third place. Oh, I just know Justin. You know who's coming on the show next week? Who? I believe. Hopefully she doesn't cancel on me. But Cree Harrison. So you don't know uh, who that is. No. She was the runner up on the Mariah Carey season. And her and I are buddies. Yeah. So she's going to, I think, oh. come chat a little bit about Mariah. And oh my God, Whitney. <laughs> I'm jumping around a lot. I had a lot of coffee. Uh, Cree also was a star on the Rosie O'Donnell show. Oh, yeah. I texted you this, yes, right? Yeah. So Cree 
was on Rosie O'Donnell, her original talk show. She like sang on there multiple times. How old was she? She was like 10, 11, 12. Wow. She was young. And I looked up online. She was on an episode with Tom Cruise. <gasps> Can you even? Like... I mean, I don't really care because I don't stay on Tom Cruise like you do. Uh, I wait. Let's get into that conversation. <laughs> wait, before I do, what did I ask you? But when to Potomac. come on? Oh yeah, are you gonna watch Potomac? Of course. Last season was so good. What didn't was you good watch? about it? No, I didn't watch it. Okay, so first season we're introduced to Miss Karen, and she, you know, is iconic enough that Beyonce wrote her into a song. That's insane to me. Yeah. So iconic enough. <laughs> that's what our after that's show like, should be yeah, called exactly. <laughs> um, so the first season it was a short one you know you got a look into their worlds Giselle is also fantastic television um, but so season two you start to find out ooh is Karen maybe broke now because she was miss you know married to Black Bill Gates and living the high life and then they were like well we're downsizing because our kids are grown and out of the house but then it's like hmm but are you so they were already leading into this and then um, that's what this whole new season's about because I guess they are broke and I guess Karen has like a white bodyguard male lover or something like it sounds very scandalous so that's just karen then you have giselle who's starting like an all-inclusive makeup line and then you have ashley the young girl who's married to this australian man and opened a restaurant it was they had one of the darkest actual fights on last season they were like off camera with audio only kind of oh, thing. I love when it's I audio know. only. Exactly. They were like behind a car so you could kind of see their legs kind of thing. And they had like a we're getting divorced fight. It was intense. You know, if I was producing one of these shows, I would purposely stage fights so that the cameras like weren't yes. there. So like, I would I would just leave. Like if I was a cameraman, I would just leave the scene so we could just pick up audio. I love when they just show the bathroom door. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Remember Le- Leanne at the doctor's office? Yes. Oh. Um, so let me ask you this. If I were to start watching Potomac, should I go back to season two and watch some of them? Or should I just start with season three? Without having seen season three, I think you could probably just start with season three. Okay. Because it sounds like they're picking up a lot of the storylines from last season. Like then, Ashley's probably getting a divorce. Like the other one that's married. I can't remember her name. She's married to her hu- or she's divorced from her husband, but they live in the same house raising their kids. And they have like a will they won't they scenario and everyone's in their business. Interesting. So I think you could probably just start off. I might start it. I know there's so much to watch, though. I know. That's a long list. Okay, so now I want to hop back to Tom Cruise. So we had a conversation about this before. I love Tom Cruise. And I had said, you know, I do those lightning round questions. And one of the questions I wrote, I don't think I've used it yet, but I you know, is Tom Cruise hot or not? No. And you said, "What? why is that even a question? You told me to cut that. You said, that's a stupid question. And I was like, what are you talking about? Tom Cruise is, I think Tom Cruise is hot. Now I know he's Why? fucking nuts. Like I get, okay. I get that he's crazy. What is it about him? Jerry Maguire. Okay. So that character. Yeah. No, I mean, here's the thing. Oh, here's my journey. Okay. <laughs> here's my journey that I went on. So I always loved him. I used to love him back in the day up through Jerry Maguire, War of the, around War of the Worlds. That's when he did that crazy Oprah Forgot interview. about that. Yes. Right. So I loved him up until War of the Worlds. And I remember War of the World, or Minority Report, too. I love Minority yeah. Report's one of my all-time favorite Actually, movies. Actually, yeah, I like that movie. Which came out the same weekend as Lilo and Stitch, and I've never <laughs> been to... <laughs> I've never been to the movies more in a weekend in my life. I saw Lilo and Stitch, like, four times in a theater. 
Uh, Your that, that was the early stages of my depression. <laughs> what, seeing Lilo and Stitch in the theater? No, like that's why I saw Lilo and oh. Stitch in the theater. I was like, oh, I need to heal. Hey, that's a good coping mechanism. I love Lilo and Stitch. I've never seen it. Oh my god! I know. Wow. Well, it's good, and it came out the same weekend as Minority Report. <laughs> so two of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> they were neck and neck at the box office too. <laughs> I know a lot of box office stuff. Wow. I used to write for a website called boxofficeprofits.com. Oh, right, right. I would do, and I follow box office numbers like sports scores. Yeah. When I was I in development, it. I did that all the time too. It's so fun. Box office mojo. Yeah. Yeah. Box office profits is my favorite. I mean, I still look at that website like every other day I'll check it and they yeah. always have great, you know, breakdowns of what happened. I wish that they started doing some sort of like streaming count too, especially when like big movies are released on Netflix. Like I would love to know like totally. how well it did. And apparently Netflix can tell us how often we're watching things. Yeah. Remember at Christmas when they retweeted that all these people were watching the Christmas prints or whatever? Oh, yeah. I was one of the people watching Me it. Me too. I loved it. I loved it. I Okay, so Tom Cruise. Yeah. I loved him up until about War of the Worlds. And then that's when he did the Oprah stuff and he went a little nuts. And I thought, I'm not in. I'm not into it. But then he kept releasing good movies. So I would always hate on him and I would say, oh, I hate Tom Cruise. I hate him. I hate him. Publicly. Well, out loud in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) So I would always say that. And then, you know, a movie would come out. Edge of Tomorrow would come out. Uh, Mission Impossible, a new Mission Impossible would come out. Uh, What was that movie he did about the drug lord came out? He just kept doing these movies where I was like, I like that movie a lot. And I don't even normally like action movies too much, but I would love everyone that he'd come out with. And then I'd be watching and I'd be like, wow, I'm also still attracted to him. And then I, I realized... I came to this dark realization that I stan Tom Cruise. It's dark. It's dark and it is what it is, but now I'm embracing it. And I think he was so hot back in the day and he's still an attractive older man. He's gotten some, maybe some fillers, allegedly, maybe. Oh, really? I haven't done a a deep dive. His face looks rounder and I don't know if it's aging or what, but he still looks good. I will say he has a warm smile. Mm -hmm. Smiles are very important to me if I find you attractive. Do you remember when he got braces? No. <laughs> no. It was around Minority Report. I specifically remember. Were they clear? Yeah, he did like that Invisalign. Oh, something. okay. So he didn't actually have like things stuck to his teeth. I mean, I'm sure he did at some points in the day. <laughs> at least do the inside one. You know? I remember specifically an interview he did on Jay Leno, I think it was, and he was talking about his braces. I'd like to look that up. Huh, yeah. Um, but so I just realized I love him and I, Jerry Maguire is in my all time favorite movies. I think he's the most handsome in that movie. Yes. That would be his prime. I would say. And you can see his, his pee pee. I hate the word pee pee. I hate that. I just said that, uh, in all the right moves. Um, If you pause it at the exact right moment. (laughs) Um, where do you stand on his butt controversy? His butt? Don't you remember last year? Like the internet? Oh yeah. 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 From that movie it was like it was his real butt yeah because it looked like a pad from the screen yeah i think he has a fantastic ass because we've seen it in jerry Maguire, and it looks great but i think that was some some movie magic yeah (laughs) he denied it though yeah um you know speaking of action movies i saw ready player one now i loved it i read the book and i loved it and a lot of people i'm seeing are kind of hating on it but i thought it was so fun it was a spielberg movie the the guy in it the lead guy i thought was really cute and it's basically about this real world, you know, dark real world. It's set in 2045 and everyone escapes to virtual reality world. Oh, and when they escape to virtual reality world, they can create an avatar based on anything they want. 
So a lot of people in the virtual reality world create avatars that are pop culture figures. Does that okay. make sense? Yes. Well, where does the real body go? Um, it's just it's just like virtual reality now where you put they put on yeah, a mask. but they escape to it. Oh, like for enjoyment. Mentally, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they go into this virtual reality world, which looks so cool. And also, you know, I think there's going to be some version of that soonish. Oh, yeah. Um, but we see all these pop culture characters that they turn into these people can turn into into this world and i was on the lookout for like a ramona singer like like steven spielberg included all of these great pop culture references in this virtual reality world but they were all kind of nerd geeky ones and i'm like where are the housewives housewives or you know fucking jacks (laughs) jacks and britney like why maybe that can be jacks's new career Somehow he can be like a virtual, a, a virtual Jax. Yeah. Who would, you, if you could pick any pop culture avatar to be? Oh my gosh! Who would it be? Oof. I'll start. Kelly mm. Ben Simone. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just because I've been watching so much old Roni, and I, I'm obsessed with her saying hi, hi, hey guys, hey. Um, we're gonna talk more about that. We're gonna do a bonus episode for Patreon after we're done with this, and I have a lot of stuff to talk about. Okay. When it comes to that, but this came off the top of my head, Lala Kent. <laughs> sure. <laughs> because she's the most opposite of me, but I really like her, mm. and I would love to live her life. Baby bottle, private jet. Oh, that baby bottle. It just sounds rough. interesting. Sheena Shea would be a fun avatar, though, too, because I would just want that tattoo. Right. Like, I want, I, I mean, really want the It's All Happening tattoo, but I don't want it permanently. That's why I did the temporary mm, tattoos. Right. How much would you have to get paid to permanently tattoo it? Um, Like 15 bucks. I just <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. A lot more than that. Um, speaking of her tattoo... There's this male mod. I mostly follow male models on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like my timeline is just like hot men with their tops off. Great. And one of the guys I follow, his name is River V. Perry. And he's so hot. Like, do you know who that is? No. He's like this hot. Um, I think he's Latin. I think he's Latin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he's gorgeous. He used to date Paris Hilton back in the day. Oh. He's beautiful. And he got a tattoo this past week. Exactly where Sheena Shea has her tattoo. Okay, it's like in the same position, and it's the tattoo says, "Dreaming is for free." <laughs> and I, what does that mean? I've been laughing for five days straight about it. <laughs> Whenever I, you know, feel myself getting down, I think, "Wow, this male model got a tattoo that says dreaming is for free." <laughs> it's a weird wording, is right? It a roomy quote. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> it was just such a Sheena Shea thing to do. Oh yeah. And um, dreaming is for free. I've never heard that as a a thing. And to me, it's really weird, weirdly worded. The sentiment is like, dream your biggest dream. Mm -hmm. You can do it. There's nothing holding you back. It's for free. It's for free. For free. (laughs) That's dreaming is for free. And it's in cursive (laughs) right on his forearm. And he's been posting all these dramatic photos of him like laying like with his eyes closed. Oh, he's in love with it. Oh, yeah. Whenever you get a new tattoo and you kind of can't stop staring at it. Yeah. Do you have any tattoos? Yeah. I have what two. Have? What do you have? I have this. Oh. And then what? I have um, a thing on my side that my best You said this. I listeners have. can't oh. <laughs> see. Well, it's really bad. I have, it says integrity on my sure. inside wrist. You know, very late 2000 mm-hmm. tattoo placement. I have one on my wrist that says Lecter at Amerigo. What does that mean? It means I struggle and I emerge. And oh. it, it's in my grandma, my late grandmother's handwriting. Oh, no way. So that's I think sweet. like, oh, that's really sweet. But then also I have this cross that I went and 
drunk in Dayton, Ohio. I went into like this <laughs> thing when I was in college, and I was like, I want a tattoo, and I picked from the book. Oh God, I've never you should done that. never get a tattoo no. if you're just picking from a book. No, no. I will say I got my integrity tattoo because I didn't want to study for finals. Oh, like I was studying, and then I was like, ugh. So then I was like, I'm just going to go get a tattoo. Was this at Ohio University? It was. I also got my lip pierced in a similar manner. <gasps> I, at Ohio University in Athens, Ohio, I got my cartilage pierced. Oh. When I was freshman or sophomore year of college, I, someone dared, this girl, Laura, dared me. She's like, you would never get a piercing. I was like, yeah, I would. <laughs> I'll show you how tough I am. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't have a country accent or what did you just do? <laughs> That's my Ohio North Canton accent yeah. with the the nasally A. You sounded North... like Britney uh, Spears. From, no, Britney from Vanderpump. Oh Bulls. yeah, yeah. Rotten hail, Jax. Rotten <laughs> it's not, hail. It's not that bad. <laughs> but when I first moved out to LA, I had a, my first boss. She told me she was like, "You need to fix your accent." And I was like, "What? Oh I don't have gosh. an accent." But then I say I'm from North Canton. That's how I say it now. Oh. But I used to say North Canton. 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 I have I have hard days, and I lived in Chicago for a while. And Chicago, I don't really sound like that anymore, exactly. But sometimes people will send me notes about what I sound like on here. Like I'll get like criticism. Yeah, no, not really. A little bit like uh, you know, just oh, I can hear your Cleveland accent or your gay accent. <laughs> you know, sometimes your people. Gay accent. Somebody did say once like your gay accent was showing. Yikes! But I loved it. You know what it is? A gay accent. Girl. <laughs> Girl, it is. Child child cheese. Matt always says that to me. Child cheese. I've never heard that. It's stupid. There is one thing I want to get into that's really important, and that's Cameron Diaz retirement. Mm-hmm. Did you read about this? I did. Okay, so I'm going to just tell the listeners. Cameron Ooh. Diaz, Christina Applegate, and Selma Blair gave an interview about The Sweetest Thing. Love. Love them. I love too, but I rewatched it right when that came out. Uh-huh. The other day, I watched it. And it didn't, it wasn't as good as I remembered it. Yes. Can I give you a little insider baseball? Yeah. So when I was in film development, that was the gold standard because they said you could never make an R rated comedy for females, except that was the one thing that broke that rule. And for years, people were trying to like find a script to be the R rated comedy to break through. And everyone would be like, nope, we're not buying it. It's not going to work. No, no, no. Like they tried this movie bachelorette that is like on netflix and all the stuff that's more horror comedy yeah Yeah. and we had that in development for a while and they just no one would buy it bachelorette is a really good movie with uh, rebel wilson and kirsten dunst yes it had a crazy cast before like nicole kidman was attached to it for a while it was crazy yeah it was i mean this is like 10 years ago but um so then it wasn't until sex in the city that Mm. because that was our that that made people say in the industry, oh, okay, we can do an R-rated comedy. But it's like, hello, so there was the annoying. sweetest thing. It was so good. I mean, yeah. it is. There was some homophobic stuff yeah. in it that you know, was just a, a sign of the times back then. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Jason Bateman's character in The Sweetest Thing just said some really nasty homophobic stuff. But, you know, I still love Jason Bateman. It just was a sign of the times. Uh, but so they were giving a reunion um, interview. And first of all, I thought, these three women are queens. Like I yeah. love Selma Blair. I love Christina Applegate is so talented and Cameron mm-hmm. Diaz. So in the interview, Cameron and Christina Applegate say that they're semi-retired and this is devastating. They're too talented to yeah. semi-retire. Oh, and then Cameron Diaz clarifies that she's actually retired. Right. Both of these things were shocking to me. It's insane. And I don't want them to be retired. No. I mean, they're so talented and it's disgusting that 
their male contemporaries. So who would you say are their male contemporaries? Like Leonardo DiCaprio is sort of the same age bracket, right? Yeah. Like the male contemporaries, they keep working, getting good stuff, but Cameron Diaz just can't get anything good made, I think. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think a lot of people want to see, you know, a mid-40 woman when they're not a mom. I do. I mean, I do too. Yeah, I do. But again, that's what like development people would say. But there's probably just not a lot of content out there. Oh, it's devastating to me. And, uh, you know, Selma Blair is still working and she's doing like, she did Ryan Murphy. uh, Oh, yeah. That Ryan Murphy project. It's like Ryan Murphy can only do so much for these women. We need other more powerful gays and women to be giving these women roles. Because there's no world I want to live in where Christina Applegate can't get a role. I know. Let's get let's get you working. I want to yeah. see you. Yeah, she did that show up all night a few years back, and I oh, loved it with Maya Rudolph. Show, yeah. It was cute, but, but I love all those people. Yeah. Oh, I want to tell one quick story. My friend was texting me the other day, Jenna, one of my all-time favorite people, Jenna Brister. She was texting me from Vail, Colorado. Fancy. And she was in a bar with Taylor Armstrong from <gasps> Beverly Hills, and she said. Taylor just fell at the bar. Oh. Like she fell flat on her face. Like <laughs> she was so drunk? apparently so drunk. Oh on no. her face. So So she's not doing better? It doesn't sound like it. Maybe she we said should she bring her back. Mess. She said she looked a mess. So we need to get Taylor back on Beverly Hills. Again, this was all allegedly my friend texted me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and we I have some inside stuff about Carl from Summer House that I okay. want to talk about. So we're gonna talk about uh, we're going to do a bonus episode for Patreon. So if anyone's interested, you know, we're going to do some, we got to wrap this one up, but check out Patreon. It's, it's patreon.com slash everything iconic. And so for $4 or more, you get all the bonus episodes. So I'm promising one bonus episode a month, but it's going to end up being more. It's already more than that because hmm. I'm doing the Roni recaps and then this will be a bonus episode. So it's like content, 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 content everywhere. <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, please follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook is facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. I want to thank Whitney for producing and uh, Elizabeth Olsen for coming on the show. And you guys, this month we have some great guests coming up. Oh my God. Woo-hoo. I can't wait. Okay. I love you guys. Bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.